straight ahead with the 606 Club from Midnight Wednesday.
Hello and welcome back to Straight Ahead Jazz and Conversation with myself, David, and the 606 Club of London. I hope you're having yourself a wonderful holiday season, that you've enjoyed Christmas and are looking forward to the new year that's uh, just a couple of days away. So being our last show of the year, I decided that I would look back and play some of my favourite tracks that we've played on the show during the course of the last 12 months. And indeed, we started off with a track from an artist that I rate so highly, Canadian-born multi-instrumentalist Sandra May Lux, now living over here in London. She had a fantastic album out called Happily Ever Now, and we just played Moment in the Sun. We've got a guest on the show this week, and I'll be telling all about her in a short moment's time. But next to play is the title track from the album that was released a few months ago from Fiona Ross. This is Red Flags and High Heels.
So I mentioned that we've got a guest on the show this week and it is singer Beverly Byrne. Beverly joins us to talk about her latest release, Dream Dancer. We've been playing tracks from that album regularly on Straight Ahead. So we're going to talk about the making of that album, plus her various studio projects that she's had over the last few years, including, in fact, this album, Jazz Just Wants to Have Fun. It's where Beverly takes the worlds of pop and jazz and brings them together. And this is a great version, I think you're going to love, of Prince Charming. Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy Showing me you're handsome Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy Showing me you're handsome Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridicule is nothing to be scared of Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy Showing me your handsome Don't you ever, don't you ever Lower yourself Forgetting all your standards Don't you ever, no, no, don't you ever Lower yourself Forgetting all your standards Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridicule is nothing to be scared of Don't you ever, no, no, don't you ever Stop being dandy, showing me you're handsome Forgetting all your standards Don't you ever, no, no, don't you ever Lower yourself Forgetting all your standards Don't you ever, no, no, don't you ever Stop being dandy Showing me you're handsome Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridicule is nothing to be scared of Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridicule is nothing to be scared of Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridicule is nothing to be scared of And we'll be hearing more from our guest this week, Beverly Byrne, and tracks from her latest album, Dream Dancer, in a little while's time. It's been a fantastic year for new releases, and we're going to be listening to tracks from artists such as Wilma Barn, Jackson Mathod, Amanda Whiting, and also from Lauren Bush as well. But next to play is a track from the album that Nigel Price and his organ trio released back in the spring of this year. The album was called Where's Reimagined, and this is Layla. Thank you. 
one of the undoubted pleasures that I've had with Straight Ahead is the fact of sitting down and getting to meet and interview some wonderful, wonderful guests. And this year, we've had some stellar names on the show. And just thinking right now, we've had Omar, Tony Monrell, China Moses, Carl Eastwood, to name just a few. All of those shows are still available to go and listen to on Catch Up. You want to hear those interviews. And somebody else that we had on was Lauren Bush. Not that long ago, we had Lauren on. And here's a track from her album. This is Hopelessly Devoted to You. Thank you. 
Dream Away was Lauren's album, and we just listened to the gorgeous Hopelessly Devoted to You. Whilst the club's shut for a couple of days until our New Year's Eve celebrations on the uh, 31st, we have put up on our website some carefully created and chosen previously aired live streams with the likes of Gwilym Sincock on there and Lex Cameron and Amani as well. All the details are over on the website, 606club.co.uk. Jackson Mathod, the trumpeter, was another guest we had on. He too released an album this year, Travels in Confined Spaces. And this is the <laughs> funnily and humorously titled Dumb People.
Thank you for joining me on this, our last show of the year. And as you may have heard me say, I'm looking back at some of my favourite album releases that we've uh, had during the course of the last 12 months, and there have been some blinders. Just like this, in fact, from Paul Edis, he has released another stunning piece of work, Still Point of the Turning World, from which we're going to listen to this detour behind.
will never tire of listening to the beautiful touch, the soft hands of Paul Edis, a track from his latest album, and that was Detour Behind. OK, it's time now that we get to meet our guest for the week, singer Beverly Byrne. We've already listened to one of her numbers. Beverly joined me to talk about, uh, well, predominantly her latest release, Dream Dancer, and we're going to start off the interview with a track from that album, and this is Fascinating Rhythm. Straight ahead, jazz and conversation. Got a little rhythm, a rhythm, a rhythm The pitter pats through my brain So dumb persistent, the day isn't distant When it'll drive me insane Comes in the morning without any warning And hangs around me all day I'll have to sneak up to it someday and speak up to it And hope it listens when I say Fascinating rhythm, you got me on the go Fascinating rhythm, all the quiver What am I you making? Neighbors wanna know why I'm always shaking like a flivver Each morning I get up with the sun Started happy, never stopping To find at night no work has been done I know that once it didn't matter Now you're doing wrong when you start to patter So unhappy, won't you take the day off Decide to run along somewhere far away off Make it snappy Oh, how I long to be the gal I used to be Fascinating rhythm, won't you stop picking on me? The swell, the windy, the sweet, the grand Would kiss me pretty, would hold my hand Golden eyes are cute too, what they do to me Hear me holler, I choose a sweet lalapalooza in the I know that once it 
it didn't matter. Now you're doing wrong when you start to pat us out. Happy, won't you take the day off to start to run along somewhere far away? Off, give me just a plot of not a lot of land. And that's well, the witty, that's well, the witty, that's well, the witty, the grand. And now, on Straight Ahead, we welcome on this week's guest, Beverly Byrne. Beverly, hello and Merry Christmas. Hi there, Merry Christmas to you too. Obviously, as we're recording this, it's just before Christmas. I won't I ask you how Christmas went, but I'll just hope you have a very good Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure it was brilliant, what I can remember. <laughs> what, what are your plans going to be then? You're going to be with family? Uh, well, what do you like um, doing? I think we're just hunkering down this uh uh, this Christmas with the variety of uh, news we're having. Mind you, we're, we're quite sort of um, low-key Christmas anyway, to be honest. So, Well, hopefully this year can be unabated by any restrictions. So exactly. I hope it goes well for it. So let's, <laughs> Beverly's on to talk to us predominantly about the album that you released during the summer, Dream Dancer, which I've been playing on quite a rotation on the show during the last, well, six months now, I suppose. Um, and we'll get around to talking about the making of that. And I know that's quite a busy period when that album was released, but we'll get around to that. In just a minute, a, a Halifax girl born and bred up in the Yorkshire land, right? Yep, that's me, yeah. <laughs> and I understand that your parents were quite avid music listeners and lovers. Yeah, I mean, well, my dad was uh, the jazz and classical fan. My mum was basically Abba and Barry Manilow. And... <laughs> that's quite a mix. And they remained married. <laughs> <laughs> and they remained married. Wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, but it was kind of fun because you got the sort of different elements. And, uh, you know, people used, well, they used to slam Abba. They had a sort of a revival. But those girls can sing, you know. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, when you're sort of listening to girls like that and you try going, it's like, wow, actually, that's it's, it's tough to sing. You know, it, they're really, really high class uh, singers. But then when you sort of then compare that with my dad's, which Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, and, you know, they they just do something else entirely. So, it's funny, yeah. actually. I had a, a guest on last year and he was saying how hard it is to actually write a really good pop song. Yeah. I didn't realise, yeah. but he was saying it's actually a real craft, right? A good 4-4 pop song that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, because it's having those hooks and those riffs, uh, as well as a, an amazing melody line and lyrics, the whole shebang, isn't it? That, um, that people aren't going to switch off after two seconds. And I did read somewhere that in pop, they like the, uh, the like, as in a pop chorus, I think now a jazz verse, they like... Um, uh, the chorus to start uh, literally a few seconds in into it. Uh, so it's not twice any moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's exactly. all about attention, isn't it? So although yeah. your parents were avid listeners, were they players as well? No, no, they weren't. Uh, so that that was just sort of out of the blue. Um, my sister was a professional dancer as well, so they were a bit bewildered by the pair of us. <laughs> so they both went the musical route, the artistic route. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how did your singing career begin to develop? I'm guessing sort of school choirs initially and things like that, but how did it progress through for you? Well, actually, no, I didn't start. I mean, I used to sing privately, but I was really shy as a young girl and I did a little bit of uh, music, but it was all sort of background bedroom stuff, you know, and uh, I didn't really start really honing into it until I was sort of about 18, 19. Wow. Quite a lot later. Uh, yeah. And um, although... I had a massive instinct because I'd been singing along for years, you know. Um, and then I just started training classically quite late, uh, so, sort of classical singers. And I just, I just had an a natural singing ability. 
uh, fortunately. Um, and so I was, I joined a, a classical group and we toured around singing all kinds of beautiful songs. Um, and then a little bit of musical theater. Um, but really I, I always wanted to do the jazz, but back then it wasn't really the popular, you know, sort of mm. in the late eighties, early nineties, not quite so much as it, it, as it got to be. And, um, so I just thought, well, you know, I think I'm going to give this a shot, you know. And so I just started studying it more and I, it was just my passion. I just loved it. So you pretty much, you, not self-taught, but you took yourself through the studying process and decided, so this is probably what, early 20s? You decided, well, I'm actually yeah, studying I mean, this Yeah, late, late teens. But then, I, well, when I was sort of in my early 30s, then I started to study more and I had private tuition. And then I studied with um, a chap called Graham Hearn privately for three or four, four years. Um, and he was, he actually founded the Leeds College of Music. Wow. So I, that, I found, I've heard so many great yeah, things about. Yeah, exactly. And of course I worked with course. Jamil. Jamil uh, Sharif runs it now. And I worked with Jamil as well uh, uh, in 2018. So, uh, and we, we created, uh, um, well, he created, I sang, um, the um, Ilkley, uh, sweets, sweets, which yeah, was uh, a wonderful thing that we can we commissioned as part of the Jazz Festival. Um, but it was wonderful, yeah, I really loved it. That's something I'm going to move on to in a while because I know that was yeah. a fairly big part of, of your career and something I know you yeah. recorded a, a suite for as, as well. So, just to help us fill in the blanks then behind the scenes, when somebody, a singer, is learning their skill and learning their craft, what kind of things would a tutor be working on with you? Where do you kind of feel that you begin to really create and develop your skills? Is it weird? Well, from, delivery, breath, cadence? Yeah, well, in the very early days, it was um, really uh, figuring out the, the, the mechanics. Uh, and the really great thing about the classical training is that that's really pr quite fundamental part of classical training is the fundamentals of the actual singing. Um, so that set me in really, really good stead. So that when I came to do the jazz, uh, I understood completely my instrument as such. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't, that was something that I didn't need to be taught. But then when I started studying jazz, then that was honing in on rhythm, technique, uh, understanding um, rhythmic displacement, all, all, all kinds of things that I, some of which I did naturally, uh, but you still need, even though if you have a natural um, kin to it, you still need to know why and how it's happening. <laughs> so as with any other musician, it is a case of learning your instrument. Yeah, basically, yeah. And that's always uh, a fascinating yeah. thing. I love speaking to singers because, of course, you've got nothing to hide behind. You can't, ha if, you know, if a horn man yeah. has an off night, he can always blame it on, oh, it's a bit too, too humid and the reed wasn't sitting right. Or, yeah. you know, that, that, but you've got really... And you're front and centre. I, I take my hat off to singers. They've got they they are such a, a, a core part of the visual aesthetic of any gig as well, aren't they? Yeah. Because it's, of course, people, really you are front of the band. It is really interesting. I mean, because I did a little bit of acting as well. Mm. Uh, my old acting teacher used to say, you know, uh, in terms of learning lyrics, that it, you you uh, you may forget lyrics, but you never uh, you always remember a feeling. And, and that stuck with me. And it's really true. So if, if within a, a song you feel a particular way at a, a moment in time because of a lyric, it's not a lyric you're ever going to forget. You know? mm. So you did a little bit of acting. Is that along the same kind of time that you began uh, to take Yeah, it's basically along that period. And I joined an actor's workshop and uh, Lottie Ward uh, in Halifax, and she studied at the Lee Strasberg School. 
Um, so I just found myself with, with some credible people that, um, that I was taught by, you know, so it was lovely. So you said you were bought and raised up in Yorkshire, but I believe you sort of made the journey down to London. Was that a career move? Well, I, got, I um, studied my, for my degree down there, which was English and drama, and uh, which was great. I thoroughly, you know, had an absolute blast. And I'd always wanted to study uh, English and drama. And so for me, it was just a dream come true, you know. What part of London were you in for that then? Um, well, it was, it's what, um, it used to be, it's Froebel College, it was called, it's Ro- it was Roehampton Institute, and now it, which was part of Surrey University, and now yeah. it's... Um, I think it's Roehampton uh, University, you know, I think. So, so Put, sort of Putney area. Yeah. And did you, a lovely part of town as well. Lovely yeah. part of town. Yeah. Lovely cafes around Putney. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't get me talking about food. Uh, and did you then decide as a, as a young lady to stay down in London because there was more job opportunities down? I'm guessing it's a bigger pool to find gigs. Yeah. Find. Well, I, I sort of did a, a little bit of acting sort of Islington way and, you know, very... Um, Offbeat, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, Solzhenitsyn and all that kind of thing. So it's all very arty and wonderful. Um, but you know, theatres above pub, that pubs, that kind of thing. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I got a proper job, and I started working when I graduated at uh, the uh, BBC uh, in in their drama department. Uh, so that I was um, oh, doing all kinds of things, really, from PA organising everybody. And, um, yeah, that was really insightful as well. Yeah. And then, so when did Sync, I mean, because obviously you said you took the real job and just got yeah. a bit of salary going with the beep. Presumably yeah. you were still performing in the background. And did you, yeah. there must I have mean, been a yeah. point at which you decided, right, this is a career now. I want to make a, a real go of this and give myself the chance to rehearse, Definitely. practice and get gigs. When did that happen? Yeah, well... We moved to Yorkshire, uh, my husband and I, because I, I came away with more than a degree. I came away with my husband as well. So, <laughs> so you stole he, a London boy, didn't I, you? I still no, I still he well he was um, actually an Irish uh, uh, lad, um, but he was born in Germany because his father was in the RAF. So you know, uh, so he came home with me, and um, uh, and we got married, and then um, well, I had a, a really really bad car accident. And it kind of just turned everything on the head for me because I just thought, right, I think now's the time to really think about what I really want to do. And that was the time when I just thought, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen with it, mm-hmm. but I want to see. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need that moment almost pushed upon you, don't you? You can delay it too long and yeah. say, there's always tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. But suddenly when you've had a mm. possibly a life-threatening or life-changing moment that you yeah. had, you just said, no, I want to grasp this. We get one chance, one take. It's true. And it yeah. just makes everything crystal clear. And you just, um, I don't know, literally everything is just, uh, as I said, crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And you just wake up in the morning and and I just have much more of a good instinct about um, what I want to do with my life and no messing now. Yeah, without being too <laughs> trite and putting out phrases, it's almost that moment of epiphany, isn't it? It's like, it's clear now. Yeah. That's what I'm going to follow on through. Yeah. So talking about your recording career, you kind of uh, managed on one of your albums to bond together and fuse together your upbringing beautifully, didn't you? And my knowledge of pop is sketchy, so forgive me, but uh, Jazz yeah. just wants to have fun. Wasn't there a, a Cindy Lauper song along those lines? I'm guessing yeah. you might have listened to that many times. Yes, mm, girls girl. just want to have fun. There we go. I think I can picture the video actually, all the latest yeah. fashion in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. 
So explain to well, us about... Um, and, uh, oh, how lovely. Yeah. Explain to us about the making of that album, because that is an unusual take to take jazz and pop pretty yeah. much and blend them together. Well, I mean, there were um, one or two, uh, I mean, they're like vintage style that were doing it, but I didn't want to do vintage. What I wanted to do was contemporary jazz. So uh, I thought, well, no, I don't want to do anything that sort of goes anywhere near vintage as such, you know, so it's got to be contemporary uh, jazz. But what really, I've been chatting to musicians I was working with, and, well, would it be the death knell of my career? I don't know. <laughs> and um, so I, I was like, you know, to and froing. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should just add in a few uh, on, uh, on a more standard album, you know, and play safe. But my instinct was like, oh, come on, you know. And, um, and then I did a gig at Matt and Fred's in Manchester, a Christmas gig. And uh, and I'd, I'd I'd just done a a, a sheet for um, uh, and worked out the chords and charts for uh, Come On Feel the Noise, and I thought, well, I'll do it as a swinger. Come on, feel the noise, girls, grab the boys, we'll get wild, so wild, and I come on, come on, feel the noise. So then he goes into swing, and um, the audience were like, oh. Have you got a record out? Can I buy it? I love that. It's wonderful. And I was like, oh, this is quite fun. So I went home and had a thought and I thought, right, I'll get this, so to speak. I'm going to do a whole um, album of it, you know, and I don't care. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like, it's a bold statement to make because I've known singers, say jazz singers, decide maybe to do a bluesier album. And that's quite a jump, but yeah. to, to, to blend pop. Because you know what jazzers can be like. You know what I'm talking about. You don't need me to go any oh, further. Yeah. <laughs> they can be quite uh, firm in their opinion, can't they? Well, yeah, it's they miles really or can. no way kind of thing. It's, I mean, uh, maybe that's the the benefit of being a little older when you start to uh, take it, you know, more professional level. That um, there are very few people are going to talk me down. <laughs> uh, my husband. I'll put the mic now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my husband, you know, uh, we got a few arguments with wine in the kitchen, uh, but my my dad, you know, obviously he can, you know, go there. But um, I think once I get a really, it's more to do with, um, it's not fighting against the world. It's about having a, a passionate idea that I just think, well, it'll either, you know, live or die. But either way, it's, I feel really excited about it and I really want to do it. So. Hey, there's too much grey in the world. Opinions yeah. matter. And you can <laughs> sing them. That's what matters. And you can sing them. So uh, I think I might say, and pretty much back to back, wasn't it within a couple of days you recorded that album and also got in the bank? Yeah. Down yeah, track, a bit crazy. The album we're talking about, Dream Dance. Yeah. So explain, because yeah. that sounds like a crazy amount of recordings. It to do was in a, couple a crazy amount of, of recording. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I was in the water. Yeah, what, what was happening then? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, um, cause I got Jason Miles on, on board and he Indeed. was uh, coming from, uh, the States. So, um, now just talk to us a moment about Jason, because I mean, he's a big hitter. He's worked with Luther, yeah. Rita well, really Miles and, oh God, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luther Vandross, um, Sting, he, he, he won a Grammy with Sting, which was like, wow. Cause he's a keys player and uh, producer, right? Yes. Uh, but, but it is, uh, he, he did all of the, um, synth work for Tutu which is pretty enormous, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah, he's a bow down to... Uh, so, how, <laughs> how did you come to meet and cross paths with Jason? Completely random. Basically, um, I'd been advised by one or two people to 
to get a uh, producer for my next album. And I thought, well, I don't really know anything about producers or how to go about it, who's who. So I approached one or two people, a couple didn't get back. And I was like, God, this is going to be harder than I thought, you know. And then quite randomly, um, Mark saw this guy that he just happened to be friends with, no idea, a random friend thing. Um, And he was making a post about uh, people not appreciating the work of producers these days. So Mark's like, oh, he, he sounds like he, he knows what he's talking about. So he, he private messaged him and said, oh, my wife is jazz singer and looking for a producer. I know you live in the States, but do you know anybody in the UK that, uh, you know, uh, might be inter- uh, interested? Uh, and he said, oh, send me some of the stuff. So he, he sent some of my recordings already. And then uh, he said, let's Skype. So we Skyped and he said, look, I want to come over and promote my new album, which was kind of blue. Uh, uh, um, I think that's, a, that's right. And, um, and he, uh, he said, why don't I come over? I can do all of that and I can record your album at the same time. Wow. I, uh, I always like to kind of debunk and demystify terms and what things are in music. For somebody yeah. to understand the role of a producer to a singer or to an artist, just explain it to us in nice, well, easy terms, what they bring to the party. It, it can be very different for very different people because I know uh, Jason on other projects has got us put the band together, uh, has done the arrangements, um, all kinds of uh, the, the whole shebang really. But for myself, uh, because I'd, I was I was you already got my band together, I'd already got the arrangements, um, and we'd all, all been gigging uh, a, a few of these, so everything was sort of in place, you know. Uh, so basically what happened with Jason, he arrived, uh, the day before, um, and we, we were quite there really. And I don't think he quite knew what to expect. So on the first day though, he was, uh, it was a little bit, you know, the American in the room. Uh, but then he, uh, and all of us just began to gel, you know, the musicians were a little suspicious at first. <laughs> Who's this guy? Um, but yeah, so it was just, um, amazing. So what, what really happened that it, it began because he knew we already pretty much knew what we were doing. So I think the guys were like, well, what is he going to do? And then it became apparent. He very gently nudged people in the right direction. Why don't you try this? Why don't you have a go at that? So by the, by the end of those four days, he's had a massive impact. You know, so, obviously then in New York, when he took everything back, uh, he listened and we listened together and he said, I think this needs to have uh, uh, a little bit of roads on it. I think this needs to have organ on it. And I think, you know, I, I think we should have guitar on Cruel Summer. So he got Ramiro Labambo to come and do it, which is a phenomenal job. And he's a this huge uh, Brazilian guitarist. There may be trouble ahead But while there's moonlight and music and love Let's face the music and dance Before the fiddlers have fled Before they ask us to pay the bill And while we still have a chance Let's face the music and dance Soon we'll be without the moon Humming a different tune And then Maybe teardrops to shed 
So while there's moonlight and music and love and romance, let's face the music and Beverly in just a little while's time but the track that we finished up with there the first part of the interview was another track from the very swinging set Dream Dancer and we just listened to Beverly's take on the standard Let's Face the Music and Dance another wonderful artist that came to my attention this year was American Caroline Vane she released a couple of singles this was the first single that we were lucky enough to get an exclusive play on this is Caroline with Song For You Straight Ahead with David Lewis See your face on every bottom line. 
take me with you on your shopping trip. I'll hold your hand while you check the list. Then we'll go and make a meal for two. Life is sweeter now that I've got you. first heard the music of Caroline Dane, it was the easy lyrical style with which she sang, a real easy flow to it that got my attention. I believe there's going to be more releases from Caroline this year, so do make sure to check her out on her social media pages over on Instagram and Twitter. And we just listened to her first release, Song For You. Time to carry on now with our interview with Beverly, Beverly Byrne. And we're going to play another track from the album Dream Dancer, and this is Daydream. face of my love to show daydream I walk along on a building a castle there for me and my love to share don't know the time oh Until I 
Like me, daydreaming, daydreaming, just like me, 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 daydreaming, just like me,
So, yeah, that's that's for me what the whole process happened. I'm yeah. guessing also that an artist become almost too possessive of their project, their baby, because they've been working months, potentially years on it and almost the past hearing the flaws in it. And you need that something yeah. coming very clinically and cold, talented. But to hear where the gaps are, where the cement needs to be added. It's in. true because um, I, I was really, I loved the piano on Cruel Summer when we recorded it. Uh, but both Jason and Jimmy, uh, who was the mixing guy, both said, oh, it's, it, it's kind of too in your face. And there was, I was really resistant to having the uh, the guitar. But, and he said, look, just try it, just try it. So, um, so we did it and I was like, yeah, you're so right. Mm. You know, you you're just so right. And I I had got too close because I'd I'd been listening to that piano for months. Yeah, I, <laughs> if not over a year. I've not quite been in your position clearly because I'm musically talentless, free. But uh, getting too obsessed with what you're creating, I totally understand. Yeah. So so then by the end of that period, obviously you'd formed a good working and somebody you knew you could trust. And so those yes, four days absolutely. were quite a special time yeah. for you. I take it. Oh, really? And then uh, when we had the, because uh, on the third day, we went in and organized uh, the mixes for Jazz Just Wants to Have Fun. Then we took a day off. Uh, and then uh, the day after, we were back in with Dream Dancer and all feeling a little tired and wondering, oh, gosh, is it, are we going to be okay? But but it, but it all worked out beautifully. Something just crossed my yeah. mind, actually. Two albums, very different musical statements, very different musical yeah. sounds, same producer. Interesting, because you tend to yeah. think there's going to be a jazz producer, a pop producer, but you yeah. manage to create two different sounds in four days. Yeah, it is insane. Quite, when you sort of really look at that and think about it in that time scale, because it looks, uh, because it, I'd released it so much later, like it's been so much later. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you think about it that like that, it is kind of strange. But I suppose... I mean, of course, we, we had uh, the lovely Duncan Lamont on there. I'm going to mention that as well. Obviously, yeah. let's talk about that now. Obviously, Duncan's yeah. very close to Steve and everyone at the Six. Uh, yeah. You worked on, on projects with Duncan on the songbook, didn't you? And yeah, to, with Esther. And yeah. with Esther, yeah, again, you're yeah. very close. To <laughs> Hello, Esther. I know you'll be listening to the podcast. And, uh, <laughs> and he's had two of his numbers were on your Dream Dancer album, weren't they? Now, one of them is really interesting because I'm old enough to remember the original, original Mr. Ben. Yeah. And of course, I didn't know. Until, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, I don't believe. only the reruns. The exactly. Reruns. See, yeah. I'm wearing the badge for the original series, sadly. Um, but of course, one of the tracks in there was that, was that Old Brazil? Yes. Yeah. Was the theme song from Mr. Ben. When yeah. I was playing yeah. it, I thought, oh, where do I know this? And I couldn't place it at all. A few years since I've watched Mr. Ben. I have moved on. That's it. And then old Brazil is see the sunlight through the trees, see the warm midsummer breeze. So it's it's there. I'll tell you my job would be easy. Just come on and sing on the show. I can just sit back and relax. It's wonderful. I'll buy a pound of you and have you on the show every week. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just, just sit I'm... in the corner. Give me a glass of wine. Fine. <laughs> Put the spot on. But yeah, it's, it's so weird because I was listening to it and I knew I knew the song from somewhere. And of course, it's only when I was re researching for the interview today. Mr. Ben, of course, it was Mr. Ben. And that was back in the days, of course, when, you know, musicians could earn a good living from doing work like that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, don't, don't I mean, break that, that for the original series, right? 
He wrote it for the original series, yes. And uh, and then when we started working together, oh, I was just completely enamored with the fact he wrote that because I just was, I adored Mr. Ben when I was a young one. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just, and the beautiful music, and it's something you, I've sort of been drawn to over the years, actually. So w- when I found that, I was just completely enamored by that. And I was like, oh, but you should put lyrics to it. Why don't you put lyrics to it? So every time we got together, I'd pester him like crazy. I'll put lyrics to it. And then one day I said, I'm going to put lyrics to it myself. I'm going to do that myself. And then next thing you know they appeared <laughs> yeah i'm not having you but no not mine. having me going anywhere near it yeah. that's my song and the other track of duncan's on the album was now we're just friends right yes well yeah. that one uh is an incredibly wonderful wonderful song it's the first song uh that i sang it's actually at the pizza express when we had the gig there and uh it's the first time i'd sung in front of duncan and uh and it was a funny experience because you're singing this immensely beautiful song uh, in front of the guy who's still alive, who, who wrote it, you know, this, and it was just quite a moving moment. Actually, I never had the pleasure of, of meeting Duncan, but everybody without exception just says warmth. He apparently just exuded, exuded this warmth and gentleness about him. Yeah, yeah. And he was just so welcoming and, um, yeah, just, but also very uh, guiding as well, musically. Um, and he'd encourage you to try other things or try this. And so it, it, you being, I, I felt like I was being wonderfully educated as well throughout, throughout it, which was lovely. Yeah. I'll, I'll play sure to play Duncan's songs on, on the show when the interview goes mm-hmm. out so we can just listen to the, the wonderful man in action and indeed his yeah. lyrics. And your liner notes on the album, some great liner notes written yeah. by Dan Ulay. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, so I know liner notes no. are incredibly hard to write. Sometimes I read yeah. and think, wow, how have you just summed up an album so succinctly, so quickly? Uh, writing good liner notes, again, is an art. It is. Uh, Jason did my first uh, lot for, for uh, Jazz Just Wants to Have Fun, uh, which was great because he understood the experience. And then uh, uh, literally I, I only met uh, Dan through Skype. Um, so, so he, we just had a long old chat and he listened to the music and, uh, and then we sort of clicked that way. Yeah. You realise, of course, we all now know that meeting with Dan was pre-pandemic because Skype, yeah. still a thing. Yeah. No yeah. longer. Anyone yeah. It's still a thing. <laughs> no, Nobody used Skype. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe child when you said that. So yeah. earlier on, while we were chatting, you mentioned uh, Ilky Moore, which obviously you've become artistic director for that, uh, festival haven't you yeah and you actually wrote a suite to celebrate i believe their fifth anniversary yes it was the fifth anniversary and um we we thought how can we celebrate it because my husband and i run it together i'm the artistic director and he's the uh, the big guns with the finance you know because he's very very good at the arts council and i'm absolutely hopeless at that kind of thing so so we work really well as a team you know that way and uh, we both decided wouldn't it be lovely to have a piece of music that was Celebrating Ilkley and the Moors and the uh, uh, all all of the landscape and also the the history to do with the wonderful stones. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, stones with ancient markings on them, and so basically, I sat down with Jamil and gave him this really in-depth remit. Uh, and one of the uh, the songs, I mean, basically, uh, I thought it was mainly going to be all. Um, 
mu- music, ba- basically, uh, compositions and uh, instrumental. And then actually most of it was actually lyrical. And I, I, wasn't, I didn't even know Jimmy L could write lyrics that much. So it was a real surprise to me that I was going to be actually on it uh, that much, you know. Um, and then singing them, absolute joy, absolute joy. Yeah, and the, the lyrics are gorgeous. Has the festival managed to sustain the, the ravages of what's been going on? Well, um, we took uh, time out for the past couple of years, but we're starting again next year. So we're really excited about that. I mean, we had um, a couple of personal uh, things. Uh, Mark's mum passed away, so sadly, and she lived in Ireland. So there were a few things going on personally that we just thought, oh, and then obviously COVID. Mm. So we just thought, oh, I think we'll just park the whole thing for this year. Um, but we're very, very excited to to come have a big comeback next year. It's interesting you mentioned about the Arts Council. I remember when I had Nigel Price on, of course, uh, Beamoth, <laughs> well, he, yeah. and, you know, we've talked about the Arts Council and they're, they're quite a skill in an art set to make sure everything's T's across correctly, aren't dotted correctly, yeah. otherwise the, the funding does. I think they're quite keen to yeah. give the funding. you just got to fill the remit correctly, correct? Yes, Is that it? exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, everything's got to be done in a particular way. Um, but as I say, Mark's the man for that. <laughs> So, and so yeah, he's he's very good at that. And so gig wise, how are you finding things at the moment now? Because uh, well, yeah, I, I the last few weeks with artists, I've been saying things look like they're going well again. Now, of course, we're stuttering, and I, all I see I know. is gigs being cancelled, postponed. How are you finding it? Well, uh, I mean, I, I I've done a couple of local gigs, uh, but I mean, for us, because we were touring and throwing to Ireland, we I just made an executive decision to really focus more on, on that, the, and then focus on uh, gigs for next year. But uh, one of the things I would say I've noticed is um, because uh, a lot of the the venues are basically uh, basically moving all the gigs that were cancelled here, um, I've noticed oh it's like a lot of the gigs like for next year are basically stated that they're from 2021. I'm like, oh, God. Mm. So that starts to get a bit, oh, hello, 2023. <laughs> exactly that. I know, I know. The waves just, yeah. just don't don't stop coming at us at the moment, yeah. do they? And every but, time, you know, it, it, you know, that's why I started talking to you guys. Because I just, you know, when the pandemic hit and like everything just stopped for you, yeah. it just felt awful. You know, there was no voice, no platform, yeah. no stage you to have. Did you get into no. the live streaming back, back um, then in the heights of the pandemic? I did a little bit. Um, I did a balcony gig, <laughs> so, uh, the compulsory COVID balcony gig, you know. Uh, it was actually on VE Day and um, that was really strange because I stepped on there because we had a balcony uh, with the house. We've moved since, but we had a balcony and there were a lot of old folks, but you could, I couldn't see them. <laughs> so, I, you know, um, in the flats opposite and um, and I couldn't see them at all. So I, I was like, I could see the local neighbours going, hello, Beverly, you know. And then um, I thought, oh, I have no idea. I'm probably singing to myself. Here, you know. but, um, but then at the end of it, there was this huge round of applause because they were they were all sort of listening, and I was like, oh, it was ever so moving, really, you know. But I am um, one of those things, a very strange thing, never to be repeated, probably, you know. <laughs> I can imagine uh, the comments indoors of these. There's a woman on the balcony over there, looks like singing. <laughs> well, they probably heard me from about three miles away because I have my huge speakers on the back. Oh, you had the PA out as well, did you? I had the full PA out, and so people could in Burley, I think, village <laughs> next door could. Probably <laughs> so we've talked about the uh, the gig future for you. Uh, Recording-wise, yeah. what have you got in mind? Because obviously that's a little bit more open now, isn't it? You can still record. Yeah, it. well, one of the, uh, if, if you could call it a blessing, it is a blessing of um, filling your time, is that I, I started honing in on my piano. Uh, so 
I, I got fairly insular, actually, um, just studying um, jazz piano, uh, which I've been really, really enjoying, but also songwriting mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, doing the whole whole thing myself because um, I don't I don't really want anybody adding adding chords. I kind of I sort of feel precious about it. I want the whole thing to be mine, you know. Oh, she should. Um, I, and yeah, and so and so I've been, you know, practicing a lot and um, really thoroughly enjoying that. In fact, I've been doing some Christmas tunes, and I'm like, oh, I've got, and it's they're quite bluesy. I'm thinking, mm, a bluesy Christmas album, maybe. I don't know. You haven't done a Christmas album yet, have you? <laughs> I haven't. No. So you haven't ticked yeah. that box. I mean, every I haven't ticked that box. Christmas box. So, yeah. so next year we could be playing Beverly Burns Christmas album. <laughs> Yeah, it, but I want it to be all originals if I do it. Yeah, so it, it may be an EP. See how many good ones I have. <laughs> so you're enjoying writing at the moment then, yeah? You know what? I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, I, I've got tons that I sing into on my phone mm-hmm. that needed chords adding to, and I thought, well, I'll get round to doing it, get round to doing it. Uh, and others that are just uh, poetry, it's just my English degree coming to the fore, you know. And um, and then sort of just exploring uh, with free verse as well. Um and oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm like, what the hell have I been doing with my time? I guess I've just thoroughly enjoyed this so much. I can't believe it's, it took COVID for me to sit down and, and write, you know. But that is one of the things I found that we've been lucky. Most people, most creatives certainly, have found a manner to do something they'd hitherto not done or had time to do and actually yeah. found a passion to do something mm. new and explore other avenues. So there is some yeah. good, oddly, to be drawn out of what we've all gone through. Yeah, and, and it, that makes me feel better about the whole thing too, mm, because mm. it's that's something I'm not going to drop the piano now. It's not going to be just a coffee thing because I practice daily and I just have oh my goodness so much joy from it. And the same with songwriting; it's all I'm just so passionate about it now. So yeah, and uh, we were obviously we were talking predominantly about your latest album, the Dream Dance album. It's a twelve track yeah. album released on thirty three records, wasn't it? Released back in the summer. Yes, lovely Paul. Uh, yeah. Yes, Paul. Everyone again. His yeah. name comes up so many times on the show. Oh yeah, he's just so helpful, and uh, his guidance with things, and very practical as well, and and just incredibly supportive. So and the yeah. lineup on the album, apart from yourself on vocals, is Sam Watts is on piano, Flo Moore's yes. on bass, Ben Brown was drums Wonderful. and percussion. And Rob Hughes, yeah. oh, the old Rob, sax and flute. Yeah. Oh, the Rob's flute is something else. Mm. I mean, his sax is brilliant, but I, I think his flute is just something to behold. That is a, such yeah. a lovely sound, isn't it? When it's in the right uh, Was his yeah. name's Bill. Oh, I have a story to tell you actually about Ellis Bill. Tells. You know, you know, on Dream Dancer. Mm-hmm. We had a rehearsal because I'd been doing that for a while uh, and I wanted to do it at gig. And uh, and both Flo and Ben couldn't stay for that particular part of the rehearsal. So I was like, oh, well, we'll do it anyway. So Rob got his flute out and uh, Sam played the piano and I sang, obviously. And it was so beautiful, just uh, piano, voice and flute. I was like, right, that, that's how it's always going to be now because it's just so lovely. Mm, it is such <laughs> and a beautiful set. song. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. And <laughs> there are physical copies available. You're on Bandcamp, beverlyburn.com. Uh, yeah, you com. can get my physical copies on Bandcamp. So it's the first time I've, I've used Bandcamp for my physical copies. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it, actually. You have little communications with people and um, uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's and great of course, they still have Bandcamp Friday. Don't you? Bandcamp, again, right behind the artist through this, which has been yes. fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. Great place it's to go get me and I'm loving music. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all of your albums are yeah. over there, I think, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Uh, I've got Seasons of Love, which was my first one released in 2012. And uh, um, 
I can't remember what, 2015, I think, uh, um, Judge just wants to have films. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> so you can check Beverly out over on Bandcamp. You've got your own website, of course. And yes. surname, just in case you're wondering, spelled B-E-I-R-N-E, Beverly mm -hmm. Byrne. Yep. .com. Uh, you're on Facebook, over on Twitter, at Beverly Byrne. All nice and simple. And Beverly Byrne Jazz on Insta, so they can catch up. Yeah. I've followed you on all of those, so I should be oh, stopping you and finding you're what you're You're good. You do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go and get your copy of Dream Dancer. It's a lovely album. We've played many, many, many of the tracks on the shows, you know, oh, since the summer. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, hey, it's what the show's for, to, you know, play great yeah. music. And there's so much wonderful music being made at the moment. There really is. And it's a pleasure oh, yeah. to get to Amazing. play great artists like yeah. yourselves. It, it makes my thank heart you. my heart sing. I can't oh, sing physically. It makes so. my sing, too. So, well, yeah, so you, your, your voice sounds a bit better than mine. Like, um, so make sure to check out the album and read those great liner notes as well because they sum up the album so well. So, Thank uh, you. Beverly, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. it's out really well for you. And it's great to finally, I know we've been talking about this for a couple of months now. We finally get you on the show. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lovely meeting. Thank you so you. much. Beverly, thank you. Beverly Take Burn, care thank now. you. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. The sunlight through the trees Feel the warm midsummer breeze Right there and then You know you are part of Brazil Ipanema is just a walk away On this lovely cloudless day You swim in a magical sea You dry in the sun And the music surrounds you At night you watch the stars Cocavada and the stars All at once you get the feeling That's how it should be And I'm certain that Through the years the memory will last Brazil is close to your heart You won't forget the memory Of old
I've been trying to get Beverly on the show for months now. So finally we did it just before the end of the year. And it was great to sit down and have a chat with her. And the track that we just finished up with there was one of the numbers that Beverly was speaking on during the course of the interview. The track had lyrics added to it by the great Duncan Lamont, and it's Old Brazil. And if you're of a certain age, a certain vintage, if you've been around the sun enough times, you'll recognise that as the theme song from Mr. Ben. I knew when I was listening to the album that I recognised it. There you go, Old Brazil, the track that we just finished off the interview with Beverly. Don't forget to check out her website and also all of her social media platforms during the course of 2022 to find out what she's up to. Thank you for all the lovely emails and comments I had about uh, my Christmas special show last week with Joe Harrop, and I thought I could not possibly play out the last show of the year without a track from Joe's latest album, The Heart Wants. This is the track on which uh, Christy McBride featured. This is All Too Soon. Straight Ahead with The 606 Club and David Lewis. All too soon We had to part The moment you had touched my heart And with you were my dreams All too soon All sweet was our affair and you put all the sweetness there what a shame what a shame that it has gone all too soon I knew the strange You 
too soon. Next, we're going to listen to two amazing guitarists. One somewhat of a veteran on the scene, Jim Mullen, and the other one, well, figuratively speaking, at least the new kid on the block, Tom Remen. Tom released did the album Duality earlier this year. Of course, we did have Tom on the show as well. Finally, now that restrictions are lifted, Tom is able to get out gigging and he's been around quite a lot on the scene with Jim playing tracks from this album. Let's go listen to their take on East of the Sun. Thank you. 
an album that rightly received a lot of critical acclaim when it was released was Quiet is the Star from Georgia Mancho and Alan Broadbent. It was a beautiful, beautiful release with some wonderful and stunning artwork that went along with it as well. And indeed, a book. If you haven't got the album in your collection yet, Quiet is the Star, as I mentioned, is the name of the set. And this is the kind of music, spellbinding as it is, that you can expect to find on the album. This is I Can See You Passing By. I can see you passing by your step so sure your head held high and if i try to catch your eye will you even remember when you saw me passing by the world was young and so was i I never thought our love would die And so I still remember Vows we made and parts we played And summers without end
tried to smile and not to cry for you. amazing album and one that you need in your collection from George Mancho and Alan Broadbent. Quiet is the star. We've only got time, I'm afraid, for a couple more tracks on Straight Ahead, well, this year, not only this week. And the first of those is from Vilma Barn and her album So Nice. This is Social Call. Happen to pass your doorway Gave you a bath, that's all Lately I thought lots about you So I thought I'd pay a social call Do you recall the old days We used to have them all Not that I'm lonesome without you I just thought I'd pay a social call I'd lie and say Things are just swell But to tell the truth I haven't been too well If you should try to kiss me I promise I won't stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental simple social call Happened to pass your doorway Gave you a buzz, that's all Lately I thought lots about you So I thought I'd pay a social call Do you recall the old days We used to have a ball Now that I'm lonesome without you I just thought I'd pay a social call I'd lie and say Things are just swell But to tell the truth I haven't been too well So if you should try to kiss me I promise you not to stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental simple social call Bop, 
Tell the truth I haven't been too well So if you should try to kiss me I promise you not to stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental, simple social call Starting from this incidental Elemental, simple social call the club, as I mentioned, is shut for just a couple of days, but reopens for the New Year's Eve party on the 31st. But if you want to take a look at some of the gigs we've got lined up for you in January of 2022, you know what to do. Pop on over to the website 606club.co.uk. We had a really good year with Harpis on the show, one of which was Amanda Whiting. She came on to talk about her album, After Dark. And on the set, there's a great remix that we've uh, really enjoyed playing on Straight Ahead. It's remixed by Rebecca Vasmont, and it features Nadia Albertson.
the title track from Amanda Whiting's album After Dark, as I mentioned, reworked by Rebecca Basmont, featuring the vocals of Nadia Albertson. And all it remains for me to say is have yourselves a fantastic New Year's and a wonderful, wonderful and prosperous and healthy 2022. From all of us here at the club, many thanks indeed for listening to Straight Ahead this year. I hope you've enjoyed the music. Don't forget to support the artists. Go and buy the albums and add them to your collection. And to play it on the show this year is going to be one of my favourites. Not a new release by any stretch of the imagination. Going back to 1978, one of my treasured possessions signed by both the man and his daughter as well. This is a track lifted from the class of 78 by the wonder that is Buddy Rich, and this is his version of Birdland.